Hey, Rachel. Hello, Brian. So tell me, how was your week? It was an abomination. You know the feeling when you have a mustache <laughs> and your boss doesn't like it? Wait, you're okay. You have a mustache and your boss doesn't your like boss, it? Yes. Your boss just it sounds does not familiar, like it. Yeah. And you're hoping that you can just like wait it out until November. <laughs> like when everybody has a mustache. Right. And then you could just you sort just of like blend <laughs> into the crowd. Okay. I do not know what that's like. I'm not sure if anyone except... It's a metaphor. John, it's a metaphor. Okay. <laughs> This is This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. My name is no. My sign is no. My number is no. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. Okay, Rachel, we have some uh, nice news this week, don't we? Some really good news. Um, we hit our 100th review on iTunes. Oh, is that a lot or a little? We we have for people with expectations of nothing, it of is zero. it is like far beyond anything we ever could have expected. So, we just wanted to thank our listeners for all the reviews and keep them coming. Yeah, we love yeah. it. You know, I saw a thing about podcasts. They say you get a lot more reviews and ratings and subscriptions when you ask for it at the beginning. And we're just too modest to ask for it. We at ask the at the end, but basically. we're we're thirsty. We know we're, nobody listens to the end. We're so. hooked on the reviews. We're, we're hooked on phonics. <laughs> we are so keep keep them coming thank please. you we really do appreciate it okay we haven't done elephants in the room for a while because it's been kind of a quiet uh political season if there's such a thing there's nowadays no such thing. <laughs> okay. it's just like everything's so loud we, we, that we couldn't all we couldn't out. ignore it this week there was a the, there was not the elephant in the room there was a mustache in there the was room. a mustache in the room like i mentioned yes <laughs> and it wasn't yours <laughs> it wasn't mine but it was john bolton's not to be confused with michael bolton oh john yeah. bolton was the uh, national former national security advisor who either was fired or resigned depending upon who you ask. Yes. We don't know for sure. We may never know. I tend to believe Bolton. But Trump said that he, he tweeted John Bolton's dismissal, saying, I informed him that his services are no longer needed. And then Bolton responded. Well, wait, he fires a lot of people on Twitter. Didn't he fire Rex Tillerson yes. on Twitter? And, and then he, later said he was he on the toilet. fired James Comey on Twitter while he was giving a speech as the head of the FBI. Yes. And he like walked off and they're like, no need to stop here. <laughs> I don't know if it <laughs> was it on Twitter. Maybe it was on Twitter. I think it was. Right? Yeah, okay. nobody knew. Yeah. Well, now John Bolton is the latest person to be dismissed Casualty of on Twitter. Twitter. Um, but Bolton then tweeted a different account saying that he offered to resign and Trump said, let's talk about it tomorrow. Um, so we don't know either. Wait, so then the next morning, probably Trump knew it was coming and wanted to save face. So he jumped in. It was a classic. You can't fire me. I quit. Right. Or you can't quit. I fire you. You can't quit. I fire you. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, as Chrissy Who among Teigen us not <laughs> said, he's a pussy ass bitch. So he can't that, handle Did Chrissy Teigen say yeah, that? Yeah. They got into pussy a whole. Pussy ass bitch? Yes. Good for her. Yes. Because he started some Twitter war with her and John Legend. I'm not going to get into it. It's just <laughs> too much. Ridiculous. Too much, okay. too short. So anyway, so just to get into what happened here, the, it seems like the straw that broke the mustache <laughs> was <laughs> Trump's. The ingrown hair. The ingrown hair that shattered the mustache. Mustache was Trump's decision to invite the Taliban to Camp David for a party on, the, on September the week 11th. of 9 11. Yes. What could possibly go what wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Were the optics bad? No, 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 totally normal, totally normal. But John Bolton, for all his flaws, this he could not abide. Yeah, he, he, he had some principles here. He his did. principles may be like in general an abomination. I, insane. But at, but at least, least he, he had came the... in with a point of view. He asserted it. And he I think a lot of a lot of people who went to serve in the administration, their excuse for it was, well, 
well, I'm a sane person. I have a point of view. I'm going to be a force for good. I'm going to be an adult in the room. Right. And it's just a matter of time. They realize that if they want to keep their job, they can't be the adult in the room. And then that gets them to either get fired or quit. Right. Right. And uh, look, that's exactly, it's, uh, what, that's happened exactly here. what happened here. <laughs> the pattern holds. But how did, like, after seeing this over and over again... How does anybody enter the White House? I think people are just thinking, that power hungry. They really just want to be in the White House. They think and they're going to be the one who like hacks this. They're going to crack. <laughs> the, they're going to be the different one. He was you the Guccifer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, no. So I think that what John Bolton should do now that he's a disgraced former White House employee, people which is are all saying, of them, people Either, are saying he's going to go. They're all Fox disgraced, News. whether they're current or former. Oh no, they're disgraceful. Yeah, he should just like shave. And yes. reapply for the job, <laughs> so they won't. Re- he won't recognize Nobody him. Nobody will recognize him. We have him. this very qualified <laughs> candidate, Schman B- Crolton. Crolton. <laughs> I think you'll like his politics. Didn't he say when Trump was alleging the voter fraud in whatever during the election or some other election? Didn't he say that like people were voting and they got to the front of the line and they voted and then they like went around went the the, and put on a hat and, 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 like, voted uh, again. and voted again? It was happening so they, all over California. <laughs> it, was <rampant. laughs> it was rampant hats everywhere. But um, that's their strategy for 2020. Hats. They're gonna they're gonna do it. They're just gonna like provide hats. Yes, yes, that's the winning formula. Hats. <laughs> it's all about hats. It's a secret. <laughs> Hat arbitrage operation. <laughs> no more hacks. No more Russian hacking. Russian hatting. <laughs> Hats for everyone. American flags for no one. <laughs> so um, anyway, sorry, John Bolton. No, you're, you're out. You're out. And um, nope to you, you for tried. even thinking you could ever make it in this administration. No. It's a bunch of insaniacs. It is. Uh, you cannot out insane the insaniacs. No, you cannot. You tried. You were you were up there. <laughs> you tried. But you were so thirsty for power, you couldn't couldn't resist taking a shot, and you got what you deserved. And nope, nope, nope. to you. <laughs> nope. Shut it down. Okay, we had lots of other news this week. right? Yes. Well, Apple had its um, hashtag Apple event. Uh, yeah, every year, um, September. Every year, and. Um, Tim Cook, the it's CEO It's like the of Nobel Apple. Prizes. The Nobel Prizes come Everyone out. waits for this thing. It's like, you know, the biggest, most ingenious corporate marketing that people are waiting for this, like, product launch Right, event. but that's because Steve Jobs knew how to put on a show. He had his own little, like, demo day. He and, did. Um, and Tim Cook has taken over, and he's a showman, too. So he gets on stage to show off the new iPhone 11 or 11 million, whatever it is. And <laughs> And there were They've some, stopped keeping count now. There were some people who were like triggered by the iPhone 11. Wait, now it didn't have a lot, right? They're saying wait till 2020 because it'll have 5G. And it's like, because they do like lame ones in the year in between. In the like in-between. the iPhone 8 was lame or no, one of them was lame. And then 10 is the cool one. That's what we have. Right. And now the this X. is the off year. This is like the midterm elections. Exactly. But no one ever wins so it's back sort of the halfway. Yeah. But if it's you can't neither, wait. It's neither nor, fish nor, nor foul, foul right. but CNN had this interesting headline that said, um, new iPhones, tripophobic design disturbs people with fear of holes. Wait, what? So, what is tripophobic? Tripophobic. So, okay. So there are... So fear the, of holes? Fear of... <laughs> That's the thing? That's <laughs> not a thing. You it, made that no, up. No, I'm telling you. So this is the thing that I've Wolf learned about Blitzer this week. made that up. So the so the iPhone this is on CNN this is real oh, news. So, it must be <laughs> so true. the iPhone Pro and Pro Max phones they feature three camera lenses, and the design is photography fans are going to love it. But some people are saying it's triggering this trip 
trypophobia, which is this intense, irrational fear of small holes and clusters of circles and bumps, such as those in a honeycomb, lotus flower, or bubble bath. Oh, I know someone who had that. You do? Yes. So you're saying they it's were bullshit scared five of, seconds um, ago. They were scared of like melon seeds. Yeah. Right? No, that's they, it. Yeah. That's it. So there's this one leading expert in trypophobia, and he's, his name is Jeff Cole, and he's a visual scientist at the University of Essex in the UK. And he says that the phobia arises in part because the inducing stimuli share basic visual characteristics with those of dangerous organisms. Oh, I was going to ask, what is the evolutionary advantage of having tryptophobia? Yeah, so when you see things like that in nature it doesn't occur but what are the like predators that have three (laughs) things there's not a lot of occurrences of three things they tend to be in groups of two i don't know if it's necessarily three or clusters or just sort of the contrast things are dangerous like poison berries poison berries but there's like equally equal number of poison wait poison frogs travel in three no but they're clusters of dots on them are in oh but then spotted things it's like more leopards leopards it's like the high contrast it's an indicator oh, of a predator right because they don't have to hide because they're at the top of the food chain right which means like frogs so are at the, the top iPhone, of their pond food chain right so now the iphone, iPhone is 11 at the, top, the, the samsung galaxy is cowering in a corner it's threatening people it's really like it's announcing its presence <laughs> and it's causing people to freak out so, Wait, how big a problem is this really? How many people are there That's with That's a good this? question. So this guy, Jeff Cole, did some research. Not a lot is known about this phobia. but Mysterious this guy, <laughs> phenomenon. So he did um, a survey and he found that 16% of the UK's adult population found the image of a, lo- of a lotus seed pod <laughs> uncomfortable to look at. <laughs> a, that is not true. B, that is, I'm sure it was like a, a, a test sample of like... 10 Welsh miners who did that. Uh, And I'm guessing like lotus flowers probably have other uh, disturbing elements about them. Like, was it a controlled study? Did they know that it was its clusteringness about it? I don't know. Did it have like fractal self-similarity of some to, sort? I'm not afraid to say. <laughs> when you don't that know. That I don't know. We go deep here. But, you didn't do your research on this one. Well, we should talk to Jeff Cole <laughs> okay, at the University of Essex. <laughs> okay. All right. Can we shut this down? So, no. 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 No to tryptophobia. Nope to I thought it was tryptophan, like you're scared of turkeys. Well, that's a legit thing. <laughs> if they come in threes, it packs <laughs> If they're three. high contrast with holes on them. Um, or clusters of dots. <laughs> Shut it down. No. No. Okay. Um, we're going to shift gears a little bit. Uh, nowadays, you know, they will turn anything into a movie. Anything. Right? There was like an Angry Birds movie and an Emoji movie. What were the other ones? They were like... Uh, there was going to be a Barbie movie, but I yeah. think they shelved it. There was That's an actual character. There's a lot of like video game movies every other day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's a movie that we didn't know we needed. It is there's going to be a flaming hot Cheetos movie. Oh. Well, <laughs> yes. Yes. I didn't have Everybody's enough flaming hot Cheetos <laughs> in my life. Favorite snack food is now going to be a movie. It edged out the uh, Pop Chips movie. <laughs> Pop Tarts <laughs> movie. Pop Tarts movie. Um, so I saw this and I thought it was yet another one of these like ridiculous gimmick movies that, you know, I don't know, kids go to in the opening weekend and no one in the old days it would have been like straight to video, but we don't really have those anymore. Right. Um, or it's like an animated thing that kids like, right? Right. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if this is, I think this is live action. And yeah. here was the most uh, 
surprising thing about it. It is not a garbage movie. It is to be directed by one and only Eva Longoria. Eva Longoria? Yes, and it is going to be released by Prestige... (laughs) Distributor Fox Fox Searchlight. Wait, they distributed like Twelve Years a Slave and like (laughs) Alexander Payne's movies, and now they're doing the Flaming Hot Cheetos movie. Yes. And what is Eva Longoria doing directing the Flaming Hot Cheetos movie? She's an artiste. Okay, tell me more about this movie. What is the plot? Well, it is of course going to be called Flaming Hot. Okay. Um, Before I give you the plot, I didn't realize that Flaming Hot Cheetos were such a big thing. They're a cultural phenomenon. I didn't know this. There is a swim collection at Forever 21 about Flamin' Hot Cheetos. I don't know if they like look like them or taste like them. Um, there is a Thanksgiving turkey seasoning that is endorsed by Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton oh. called Flamin' Hot Cheetos. The judges. They are judges. <laughs> they are judging. This is the, what are they on, The Voice? The Voice. They speak with one voice. <laughs> the voice is salty snacks. <laughs> the voices speak in unison yeah. in favor of Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Um Actually, it is a it is an origin story. It is the story of the invention of Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Oh wow, I, one I, of the best inventions, <laughs> Sorry, no doubt. Thomas Edison, <laughs> Albert Einstein, <laughs> Flamin' Cheeto. Hot Cheetos. Who, what's the person? Okay, name? it is the the true story of uh, uh, Richard Motinez. He grew up as a uh, as a farm worker in California picking grapes, and then he moved up to become a janitor at the Frito Lay factory, and he had a stroke of genius. There was one day after the factory is closed where he was playing around with a a vat of uncheesed Cheetos. Okay, well, I guess they make the Cheetos first, the like core the of it, and things. then they dust it with whatever they dust it with with the cheese. Right? It was like in a garbage bin, and he he tasted it, and he's like. I want these to taste like Mexican street corn. Mmm, that sounds delicious. It sounds delicious, but at, and a stroke of genius. Like out of all the flavors in the world that you say, I want a, a, a Cheeto to taste like. That's great. Well, because they're made out of corn, so it would be a really beautiful flavor combination. It's corn on corn. Yeah, it's fantastic. So anyway, he went. On, <laughs> <laughs> he went on <laughs> corn on corn action. Somehow, I'd love to be in this pitch meeting. He pitched flaming hot Cheetos <laughs> to the powers to the that be, Frito Lay executives, and they bit, they bit literally and figuratively, and um, that's that's how they came to be. It's like a John Steinbeck story. <laughs> He wasn't an Oki. (laughs) But he was picking grapes in the field. It's a rags to riches story. It's a Horatio Alger fable for our times. Go go west, young man. So maybe this was the right decision for Eva Longoria. I think this is going to be a big hit. In fact, uh, Vice wrote an article about it. I don't know if they had a preview. I don't think it's been made yet, but they said the new Flamin' Hot Cheetos movie sounds surprisingly awesome. So there's buzz. So is it going to be called the Flamin' Hot Cheetos movie? No, it's or? called Flamin' Hot. Okay, Just Flamin' Hot. Hot. That's a pretty good name for it. It's a good name. Okay. I can see this being kind of like an alt hit. This is going to be an Oscar movie. This is <laughs> the Oscar, Oscar movie Oscar that we bait. deserve. <laughs> okay, I still give it a nope. I think there's enough material in the world that we don't need to be making movies about Flamin' Hot Just Cheetos. Just think of the snacks they'll serve at the oh, theater. Right. <laughs> they can have a great promotion at the concession yeah. stand. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Jumbo, I wouldn't want to see the calorie count. Like Jumbo Flamin' <laughs> Hot Cheetos, only $20. It's like so much Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Like you're eating it, you're smelling it, you're watching it. It's like too much. You, after you see that movie, you're never going to want to have or it like again. Or like you're sitting in a movie theater and someone's eating popcorn next to you and you're like, okay, I got it. Like, I mean, it's a 
it's not my problem. I finished the popcorn before the previews were over. But like someone's eating the popcorn, it's loud. Could you imagine someone eating flaming hot? Oh my Cheetos? god, we need to get right. Seth on this. <laughs> it <Frank> right. <laughs> Twizzler. It wouldn't. It would be the noise, that extra crunch. It would be like the powder, like in a puff around you. The <laughs> no. smell. No. <laughs> there would need to be like a six seat circumference around you. No. The uh, theater. What is theatrical that called? distribution has enough problems. <laughs> what is that called? With, uh, <laughs> Chernobyl, where there's like exclusion zone. Yes. There would need to be an exclusion zone around you. No, no, no I'm sorry. No. We don't need this movie. Okay, uh, no. Go, go to town with it if you want. Okay, um, another change of pace. I'm going to move us to Alaska. Oh. The opposite of a flaming hot flamin place. Hot. Freezing it's cold. A freezing cold place. That's right. Uh, we're going to go to Anchorage Diamond High School, mm-hmm. um, which is home to a talented 17 year old swimmer named Brecken Willis. Okay. Spelled B R E C K Y Y N, and uh, she's so talented that she won the hundred meter freestyle race. Good for you, Brecken Good Willis. For you. <laughs> if the story stopped there, there would if this would be a pure yup. But then she was disqualified. Why? She lost her win, and um, it was for showing her intergluteal cleft. What do you mean? Like a wedgie? Yes, it is in fact a wedgie. That is <laughs> exposure to... of your intergluteal cleft. Like showing her butt. Yes. Well, a, a okay, butt we'll, we'll get to the butt in a second. So <laughs> we'll get into the, the vague was definition she of this. Her butt crack or okay, was it so just... Annette Rohde, who is an official, not the not the referee who called this an official, she said she when this was call was made, she froze in disbelief. She questioned the referee as to why this happened. And the referee, uh, oh, uh, Annette Rhodes said, I told her I need to know how you're defining this because this is going to blow up. And she said, the the official said that uh, the bottom of the girl's suit was, quote, so far up I could see butt cheek touching butt cheek. And my question about that is like, in what sense is that a wedgie? Like the butt cheek touching the butt cheek is a function of biology. It's not a function (laughs) of exposure. Okay. Okay, but then the swimsuit was in between it, though. Yeah, there was like a... So it's a wedgie. <laughs> yes, we've established it's a wedgie. It's <laughs> just a saying... weird way to refer to it. <laughs> yes, and why are they so obsessed with this? This is sexist. This yes, is well, there's a whole schmagoo about that. I'll, and sexist. I'll get to it. Anchorage School District rolled it back after this public... Of course, they don't regret doing it. They regret getting caught. Right. And they said, we intend to gather all the facts surrounding the disqualification. The <laughs> right. So we can accurately address the matter. Why? They need the facts. Why, why <laughs> we was need this a blue ribbon commission. On the, on the books in the first place? <laughs> like, what are you supposed to do? Be, like, worried about wedgies while you're swimming a race? No, she wanted to get to the goal. She didn't care if her swimsuit rode up her butt. She was ready to take that. <laughs> right, she, right. <laughs> no one ever complained about, like, Tom Daly, who's a diver, or Michael Phelps haven't seen his butt crack. No. I'd look at his butt crack all day long. All day long. In fact, everybody, like, Loves his it. butt crack. Yeah. And He's so, like the king of crack. So what's this girl's <laughs> name? What, Tyrell or? <laughs> Brecken <Yeah>, Willis. <laughs> Where'd you get that from? I just thought of the why. Okay, so there was a Medium post by Lauren Langford, who's a swim coach at a neighboring high school, and she brought up very relevant issues of gender and body shaming. So it turns out that Brecken is a little... Uh, little curvy, a little zoftig, um, all the more power to her. Like, she doesn't have a, a typical swimmer's body. Yeah. She just, she works through it, right? And she said, the young lady and her sister's being targeted, not for the way they wear their suits, but for the way those suits fit their curvier, fuller 
uh, figured bodies. Yeah. That's amazing, right? Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. That's the point. That's the point. Right? This yeah. is a double standard. Now, here's the really disgusting part. We hadn't talked about this, but it turns out that since last year, parents have been taking pictures of Brecken all along accusing her of intentionally hiking up her suit. So they, this was like to a distract trap. distract the other No, no, swimmers? without any purpose. I think just to be like lascivious in some way or like showing off her booty. Okay. Um, so they were basically like waiting for the moment to catch her. And then finally, this referee. Oh, so this like, is a conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. This was a this was a trap. This was an attack. It was a concerted attack. Yes. On a butt. <laughs> but it's the war on butts. <laughs> this is yet another. Don't we have other th- in Trump's America? Don't we have other things to worry about? Brecken, you do you, boo. If yeah, you, you wear, wear whatever you want. You, wear- you hike that swimsuit all the way up. Or as don't, far as you whatever want. you want. Up we the don't front, care. up the back, doesn't matter. We don't care. We if you don't like you. it, don't look. It's all about the speed of the swimming, not yeah. what you're wearing. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Not the motion of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, uh, the final chapter of the story is, of course, the Anchorage School District regretted having made a, regretted getting caught on this, and they reinstated the win and... Now she's won, but it doesn't matter. It's a nope anyway. But why do we have to police these things by shaming people into doing the right thing? Why does nobody know what the right thing is? They well, should call us. It's not even the right thing. Like wearing whatever. Oh, the right is thing is not having a rule on your yes. swimming books about oh, they wedgies. Call, they call it the modesty rule, which sounds suspiciously like something you might have in Iran or Saudi or Arabia. Or the handmaid's tale. Right. Why don't they make them wear burqas? Yeah. Or just like That's full- an idea. Yeah, burkinis. Burki, burka swim. It's a new <laughs> event in the Olympics. It's really one people want, isn't it? Well, whatever. It? I mean, I just feel like this is disgraceful. It is um, intersectional, sexist, sizist, and the intersection it's, is right inside the, ifs, the wedgie. There you go. There all you encapsulated. Go. No, no, no. Shut yes it down. to your wedgie. Wear whatever you want. Yeah, I don't care. No. Nope. Just <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I have a sad story now. Uh, there is a very distinguished jurist, uh, White Plains City Court Judge Elizabeth Schollenberger. She died tragically too early this week at the age of 63. That's she, terrible. She is very, <laughs> very distinguished. She was a Princeton undergrad. She went to Yale Law School, class of 81. She was there the same time Hillary Clinton was. Oh, wow. She taught at NYU Law, so she was a scholar. She was uh, she she argued some landmark civil rights cases. She actually she lived in uh, downtown New York for a while. She ran free clinics helping to write wills for AIDS patients. This woman sounds amazing. What's what's the note? Yeah, I mean it's, there were there were some footnotes. So she was the, Demo- the yeah, there was, she was sad. the Democratic chair of I guess Westchester County. She had moved to. There are some alleg- allegations of cronyism, but net net, this was a very virtuous woman, a contributor to society. Yeah, do gooder, a yes. real a real legal eagle. eagle. She's a lioness of oh. the legal <laughs> profession. <laughs> okay, so with this distinguished career. Her death was noted in none other than the New York Post, my primary source of news. And this was the headline. Judge suspended for pooping in trash can, dead at 63. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have 
Many three, questions. Three questions. <laughs> three? Oh, you've already enumerated them. Three questions. Okay. Well, first of all, the way the headline is written, it looks like judge suspended for pooping in trash can. And I thought that was the end of the headline. But then it was ended at 63. Did she die while pooping in the <laughs> no, trash can? No, this was is a while ago. Right. She's no, it turns out she is known for pooping in the trash can, but <laughs> subsequently died. Why is she being reduced to one That's... terrible event in the headline about her death? That right. is terrible. It can't be. Okay, so. Right, that's the sum total of her distinguished career is that she once pooped, pooped in, in a, a trash can. In so a trash can. And no, also, no, no, I guess case. the biggest question so is fair, why did she poop in a trash okay, can? To be fair, okay, so here is, here's the other side of the story. There's two sides <laughs> to the story. Fine people It wasn't on both just sides. a trash can. It was a trash can in her courtroom. Okay, so in her chambers. In her ch- no, not her chambers. This is different. <laughs> chambers is like her office. Okay. This was in front of, like, the trial. <laughs> the jury? <laughs> yeah. She's like, this is how I feel about this case. (laughs) She had a medical condition, which we shouldn't laugh about. Okay, to be fair, also to be fair, it happened more than once. (laughs) (laughs) She was a serial pooper. (laughs) She's a repeat offender. Oh my God! No, she okay. To be fair, again, she was very overweight. She had a lot of health problems, um, and also among her maladies is she uh, fell between a subway car and a platform but that was in 1989 and she sustained a long-term fungal infection in her leg from falling in between 30, 30 in 1989 years, 30 for 30 years, years? Yeah. was she on medication i assume so and but it, she's just like waiting 30 years to see if the medication <laughs> works like, no, she has a whole host of health problems, okay. and you have to be on a lot of things, and we should be sympathetic towards that. I am. I mean, I, I think this is terrible. You're a monster. <laughs> Why are you making fun of this poor dead judge just because she had some health problems, even if they do manifest themselves in very funny ways? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but so. she was also not that nice about it. Like, she, she would walk into rooms with, like... <laughs> diarrhea <laughs> dripping down her leg and she would leave marks on the the rug of her chambers and then she would sort of demand that people just clean it up she's like someone made a mark there clean it up is this like it like yeah law school if you get a job like clerking for her is it just like <laughs> get a hazmat job. suit <laughs> like, they did when she pooped in the courtroom <laughs> The, the all the officials in the court were aghast, of course. Of course. Um, and they put up like <laughs> yellow police tape, and they had people in hazmat suits come and clean this it up. This is humiliating. It's Someone terrible. should make a movie about her life. This is a lifetime movie. This is. We're gonna make it. We're gonna get out of the podcasting business, and we're gonna make the starring Lori Loughlin, <laughs> the Ellen Schollenberger <laughs> story, and Becky. This is a terrible story. But, you know, all of that is forgiven. When you have health problems like that, all kinds of weird shit happens. She obviously had an amazing legal mind, you know, so she ascended to these heights. And she needed special accommodations as someone with a disability does. They did not give them to her. She did sue at one point. And, like, I agree with her. If I had a yup here, it's not that part of the program. I would give a yup to Ellen Schollenberger, Justice Ellen Schollenberger. Elizabeth, isn't it Elizabeth? Elizabeth of the White Plains City Court. (laughs) The White Plains City Court is, yeah. But no, I'm giving a nope to the New York Post for reducing her entire career to the one. To one event that is humiliating. multiple events. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's, it's a nuanced story here. It's only one. We all have many ca- parts of our character. This was only one we part do. of her character. And the question is whether you're willing to tolerate the bad parts if it's worth it. And in this case, the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Shut no. it down. Shut it please. down. Okay, Rachel, you got one more item. Yes. Um, so it is apparently ladies' night in late stage capitalism. Okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, Forbes magazine, they're known for their lists. They've got their billionaire list that Donald Trump was yeah. always so obsessed then with. 30 under 30, 30 under which 30. I think you just pay to be under. 100 over 100. No, they don't, <laughs> I don't have think that. Sumner but... <laughs> Redstone is the only person on it. <laughs> right. And this week they debuted a new list, and it is their 100 most innovative leaders list that sounds like the kind of thing they do well the problem was that 99 of what they referred to as the most innovative leaders in the country were men so they're focusing on accuracy and inclusion (laughs) (laughs) yes the one i'm sure they're all exemplary they're all exemplary yeah there's you know just all the typical ones like elon musk and you know whatever whatever. um so there's one woman on the list and it was um not who you'd expect (laughs) (laughs) elizabeth warren (laughs) ross stores ceo barbara rentler like ross stores like dress for less it's like a florida it's like marshall discount marshall's tj maxx and i don't want to like diss the one woman who made this list <laughs> but like is Ross stores the most innovative <laughs> business like, maybe they have a great crm system or something may, i don't know i mean i feel like wouldn't they a have great like, supply chain <laughs> no. logistics no it's like a it's like a reseller Shmata store. yeah like our grandparents did so that. okay so um obviously there's a tremendous backlash after they released this list and People were going bananas. And so Randall Lane, the editor of Forbes, uh, put out a statement where he explained that the list was not subjectively decided by a group of editors sitting in a room, but it was based on a complicated methodology. An algorithm. It, an algorithm. that Using is, artificial intelligence, yes, no doubt. It, it had been working on this for many years with professors at Brigham Young University and the business school in Sayad. And so it only looked at... Um, CEOs with a greater than $10 billion market cap. Um, and Maybe they should expand the definition. Yeah, well, if you look, like, there are very few female CEOs in the Fortune 500, like less than 5%. So if you're using metrics that... Or, it's like a tautology. Already, it's, yeah, like a, it's like a snake eating its own tail. It is, it is. So you have to just sort of change your methodology if that is the output you sort of question it right you say like right, okay but the, the output is only as good as the input yes right garbage so, in garbage out so randall first he was defensive and then he throws down the gauntlet saying on twitter following up on our mistakes in the innovators list below i've asked caroline howard who's like another editor at forbes to lead a task force to recommend how we ensure our lists and projects are designed fairly okay so i'm sure okay, they picked the one woman you, who works one at woman, forbes okay <laughs> so he's gonna push it aside to a woman to focus on the woman thing so that he could just like take more meetings and ignore it and make more <laughs> With Elon Musk. and like what do you need a task force for like you look at the list <laughs> like and you say called, there's 99 men like it's it's counting this is you have this one job not an algorithm it's counting <laughs> you make lists this is what you, you do have one job make lists make lists <laughs> okay so no, um shut so it down. no shut it down i'm sorry forbes but this is terrible and no. i think all your lists are trash anyway no, so. you can just they're like payoffs yeah um now i did see this item i see that we thought i thought you were going to talk about there's a, a remedy 
Oh, remedy yes, to there's this gender only, there, imbalance in the business world. Yes, there's one way to fix it, and that is to pay women more money. Oh, well, they should be paid at least, they should be paid on equal footing with men. Well. Same work at same pay. In the new Monopoly game <laughs> called Ms. Monopoly, women actually make more than men. And Hasbro, who unveiled this this week, they said that it was the first ever game where women make more money than men. Unlike the classic Monopoly, women will collect 240 Monopoly bucks when they pass go, while male players will collect the usual 200. And female players start out with $1,900 in their coffers, and male players receive a mere 1500 Okay, this is their attempt at being woke about these things. Yes. Let me ask you, as a woman, (laughs) would you want to be paid uh, just some percentage more just for like showing up to the job? Women don't want to be paid more. They just want to be paid equally. Yes. So they, they claim it's a fun new take on the game that creates a world where women... Have an advantage often enjoyed by men. <laughs> that great s- instrument of social change, monopoly. <laughs> monopoly money. Yeah. So, like, okay, so there's more to the story, though. In a piece in The New Yorker, there's a writer named Mary Pylon, who I used to work with at The Wall Street Journal. She wrote a book about monopoly. And um, the game was actually invented 100 years ago by a woman named Lizzie Maggie, which is a fact the company continues to deny. What? Yes. So Hasbro is attempting to get credit for women's empowerment while simultaneously ignoring the origin story of the game. They're like truthers. They're They're Monopoly truthers. Yes. So this is the perfect game for our time. It is gaslighting in a board game. Do you remember, um, like, whatever, it's probably a year ago we did a segment on Monopoly that there was, like, a millennial millennial Monopoly Monopoly with, like, like, avocado toast Right, and if you win, but it's, like, an official one. Like, and if you are losing, you get to, like, flip the board over and start again. Yes, and I think they pulled it from the market because there was such a backlash. But why do they keep trying this shit? No, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. People like Monopoly. Make fucking mon- monopoly. Make it, it probably is the one place as a like as opposed to the workplace where women are on an equal footing. With totally, men, right? you can update the characters, maybe change this the isn't names of the streets. and ladders. It's no. not like you can no, 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 no Hasbro. No, what no. are you doing? No, just put the bro in Hasbro. <laughs> oh, that's good. Ended strong on that one. No, no, shut no. it down. Okay. So um, to wrap it up, here are some things that before our yaps. These are some things that um, we we did this last week for the first time. We got, got really good feedback about it. People are always saying to us, "Why didn't you cover this? Why didn't you talk yeah, about like, that?" Yeah, like what about this? This was such a nope. And right. like there are so many. And, like, nopes. Don't like, say that we didn't see something. We see everything. We see all. We, we are <laughs> omniscient. All seeing eye of Mordor. <laughs> and uh, just because we don't talk about something that maybe it didn't it fascinate us enough, maybe we didn't have time. But we figured we'd just run down the things that we saw, we noted, we chose not to give any time to. Rachel, you have one. So I'm gonna just note the Caroline. Callaway backlash story. I mean, there's really nothing to say. This woman is a <laughs> so gym, she's a garbage that. monster influencer whose friend outed her for being a gar- the garbage monster that everybody knew that she already was. 
and the piece it's the story is of well our written. times. It's the story of our times. So we don't need to talk about it. We don't it. need to talk about it. No. Okay. okay. So um, the one I'm not talking about is the fact that Uber, I just got this push notification. You know, there's this new California law that's like you have to pay your contract employees as if they're real employees. You can't fake that they're contract employees. And Uber said they're not going to obey by that law because um, drivers, the driving is not their primary business. They're <laughs> not, they're not, driving, in, they're, they're not they're in the driving, driving business. business. And what no. business are they in? I don't know, like automated food delivery or something. <laughs> Okay. They're in. Okay. They're in. The, like, don't be like. Get people where they want. Okay. Elevated. They're like the <laughs> Wee Company, elevating our consciousness. Right. Oh yeah, you have a, yeah, the Wee Company. Speaking of the Wee Company, week. another nope is: is it going public? Is it not? Their valuation has gone from like forty-seven billion dollars to the current estimated twenty billion dollars. And SoftBank, their biggest investor, is telling them that they should pull their I- IPO. So and and there's all these questions about the so ethics it's all of the company. It's, it's all coming back they're to assholes, bite them. So I mean, yeah, listen. I like their offices. You but reap what offices. you sow. Their offices are very nice. Yeah. Um, my last one is um, the store for Forever Twenty One that we noted above for their flaming hot Cheetos fashion line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it turned out that they were offering, and they're known apparently. Good thing they're known for their like inclusion inclusion of like plus size. Uh, clothes for people, oh, I which didn't I know guess that. you have to do if you want to compete in the market. I haven't nowadays. been forever twenty-one, <laughs> so I have been <laughs> since you were twenty-one, and <laughs> right, it didn't yeah. exist then. Well, it turns out that is a promotion they were giving out Atkins bars to their overweight customers. No, like who like, were they saying why then, they were doing that? They that's... promptly last week went bankrupt, declared bankruptcy. What well, could, okay, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong when you sell shirts for like two cents? <laughs> Your margins are obviously like very precarious. Negative, <laughs> like Trump's interest rates. They should be negative. negative. That's why they did so well. Okay, those are the things we're not talking about. Finally, finally, finally. we're at our Yopsies, a little rays of light, the little beacons of hope that got us through this terrible, terrible week. Rachel, you please go first, because like, yeah. I need 30 seconds to figure out what the hell went right this week. <laughs> there were very few things that went right, but one thing that went right was um, I got a package my husband for our 12-year wedding anniversary. Oh, Thank you. He got me um, an Apple Watch. And I never thought I'd be like an Apple Watch type you're person. You're not a person. You're not an Apple Watch person. But um, I put it on. And I love it. It yeah. is the most, what an invention. I know I'm late <laughs> to the party on this one, but what a, what ingenuity. Like, you can answer your they phone. They should have done you this can... instead of like a three-hole camera. Yes, that's inspiring panic <laughs> among 16% of the UK population. But that's a nice, uh, uh, you have a nice strap on it. I have a nice strap. Yeah, it's the Hermes version. Oh, bu- bu- bu. but um, of course, I got it this week and then yesterday they announced the new one. <laughs> so I'm in keeping with my brand. I'm always like behind on technology, buying the thing Don't on the last day. Don't think of it as behind. Think of it as value oriented. Yeah. Well, you know. Who needs the new? Who, I'm just. I'm living in the moment. I'm not waiting for the next thing. You're not thing. living in tomorrow. No. To, I live each day as if it could be my last. <laughs> so, yep. Yep to the, Josh. Yep to the Apple Watch. I love it and everyone should get one. Okay. My yep very briefly. We already gave a yep to... Uh, the series on HBO Succession. I've been uh, proselytizing. It Surprising. Is. So many people are watching it. It is a parable for our times. It is amazing. Um, but there's one character in particular and one actor in particular who I think are an unlikely standout from this. It's the character... 
goes by the name of Tom Wamsgams. Uh, Tom Wamsgams <laughs> is who's uh, this is a family. It's like a Murdoch style family of like super cutthroat, ambitious, very wealthy people. It's like the Murdoch family. There's a high overlap between people who watch that show and listen to this podcast. I <laughs> Definitely. So people will know what I'm talking about. Uh, he's the one who marries into the family. He's a complete like rube, but somehow he's also very ambitious. He's a suck up. He's, he's a suck up, but also a dummy, but also like has weird moments of ambition. And he's always like speaking in very like sexual metaphors in an inappropriate way. Yeah, everything is, is everything is off cringeworthy. About him. And yeah. then the scenes that he has with Cousin Greg, Greg the Egg are brilliant. brilliant. Some of our finest TV writing. So if you're behind on Succession, catch up, watch it, and look for Tom Matthew Warm- McFadden. Barmack, that's the actor's name. Uh, Tom Wamsgans. That's really all we need to say about that. <laughs> he is an icon of our time. <laughs> okay. Uh, terrible week. Thank you again for those reviews. If you're enjoying this, please rate, review, subscribe. Tell people in real life. Just grab their phone and hit subscribe on their phone. People sometimes don't know how to subscribe. Grab their phone. Don't grab them. Just turn to your left, turn to your right, and tell them. Tell yeah. them about this podcast. And we'll have and, three times as many listeners. Yep. And uh, give us five stars only. If you're going to give us anything less than five stars, then just unsubscribe and we never want to hear from you again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening again. This has been This Week in Note. The podcast where we shut it down. <laughs>